Hello and welcome to the How Long to Beat podcast, or this week, as I realised it should have been last week, Hello to Ween podcast. Ooh. So last week was our Spooktober episode. Alex is flaring his nostrils. Paula <laughs> is looking nonplussed, my two co-hosts, along with me, Rick. Although last week's episode came out just in time for Halloween, we are actually recording this on All Hallows Eve. So it's going to be a spooky one. And when we talk about the games that we've beaten, played and retired, not in that order, uh, I'm sure that will be reflected in some of those. Um, and this being on or just after the one-year anniversary of this, the second season of the How Long Beat podcast, um, we're going to reminisce on the year that's been, high points, no low points, so we'll ignore those. But we'll uh, we'll sort of discuss what we've liked, what we've done, look back, maybe look to the future. Actually, um, there is one low point when I lost a recording. That's the only low point. That is a low point. I'll give you that. That was pretty sad. Um, and there's a low point that. for Paolo when we both won OLED Nintendo Switches. Yeah, that was I mean, that, that's not going to be Paolo. cheap for you, is it? That's, it ain't happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what you're say. talking about. That mm-hmm. didn't happen. But what yeah. did happen... <laughs> Are two things. One, we planned to finish this episode as we finished every episode with how long to beat beat the the game. game. And this week we all beat the latest Cecile Richard drop, which was uh, I Am Here. And I have to say, I am glad that the game was better than its uh, AR elements. Was there AR elements? Mm hmm. There was. Okay. (laughs) Because there's the QR codes. I thought it was saying like ghost, as in like your reflection. That's what I thought it was. (laughs) Well, basically what happens, for those of you that are listening, Cecile Richard is uh, one of our favorite little itch.io creatives, and mm-hmm. she's made a number of little games. This is her first game using the beta version of Bitsy 3D, so mm-hmm. it's all like in 3D and you can pan the camera around. Um, what you're supposed to do as you play the game, it started as an art installation about a year ago of some description. Um, there's QR codes at the bottom, you're supposed to scan them. That takes you to a website that looks for a specific shape on the screen and overlays an image on top of it. I think it takes away from what the game's doing because all it really does, and it's funny that you say Ghost, Alex, is uh, it overlays like a, a little sort of cloudy, sort of um, steamy, foggy is the word I was looking for. Fuck me. Oh. Foggy sort of thing. And another character that Cecile's like talking to. It's almost like a, a her from the past or the her from another place. Mm. Um, the whole thing's about uh, sort of coming back into the world out of lockdowns. And, Which was particularly as, intense in Australia, right? As I've heard, yeah. And um, yep. the, the idea that, as the title gives away, I am still here. You know, I've, I've, I've been away, but I'm back. What does that mean for us? And I don't know about you guys, I found the writing especially good, sort of among the best that she's done. Yeah. And the AR, I, I just thought, was um, like a, a, a bell that sort of dangled and, and distracted from that from that and that's always been the strong point for me of her work so that was a shame but the underlying work is still excellent i thought what <laughs> Man, I'm, an, I'm an idiot i didn't even i i, I missed the air. i didn't see any of i didn't see it i just played this cute little game where i could rotate the things around and i listened to her story <laughs> that's all i did i was like the same i was like oh I, that's you know what okay, you had a better experience for it i am certain because that, yeah. that stuff does not add really much of anything that's funny because yeah i just thought i was like oh this is a nice meditation on you know our zoom life lockdown world (laughs) and i remember because i saw the ar thing and so i thought i'd try again and i was like where's the ar but then i couldn't rotate it anymore i had a whole slew of problems on my computer (laughs) game is truly the superior species oh god yeah (laughs) 
I, I was just sitting there going, well, that was neat. And then I couldn't get it to work anymore. And I was like, guess I'm done. <laughs> and like, I got through the whole thing. Um, the 3D is cool. I like rotating the things around. Like, I was like, that's sort of neat. But yeah. <laughs> You're all university educated. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm a moron. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God, what did, what did you think cool. of the underlying game, Paula? My brain is still like, at, oh, how the fuck did I miss that thing? <laughs> anyway. I think if it like really hard in the sense of we're still like kind of like in a lockdown but still like back into the world and I'm at this very weird place where even though like everyone is like starting to go out here I still don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do like like next year for university so that's fun but yeah like it really resonated with me in the sense of how it was like oh I'm a I'm a ghost or like it's like I am with people, but I'm not really with people, kind of thing. Mm. See, now uh, I'm trying to scan the AR thing on this. <laughs> so I'm like, it, it doesn't <laughs> quite work. So what what happens is you're still playing the game. So on one hand, you've got mm. like the S key, like advancing the text. On the other hand, you've got this really poor, poorly focusing AR thing, and all it's doing is like overlaying a white box or or um, semicircle. But or... how'd you get the AR to work? Oh, it's at the bottom. Yeah, along oh. with, interestingly, given what you're saying, Palace and Tex talking about how this game was originally conceived and developed a year ago at the end of the first lockdowns. Uh, and then as lockdowns two and three sort of happened, and um, as you say, Alex, things got sort of particularly intense in Australasia in some of the efforts that they made mm-hmm. um, to deal with this situation, should we say. Well, because um, they didn't it, it have... It never quite felt like the right time to release. And then eventually she's just like, screw it. Like, I'm putting it out there now. So. Yeah, because they didn't have... um, What was it? Uh, Oh, my God. What's... Oh, I see. Yeah, it just overlays a little... Okay, yeah, so that's not worth it. Um, but How superfluous <laughs> is that? Yeah. <laughs> ah, I can't make it work. <laughs> okay, I got it. Ah! <laughs> God, they're just watching me like move my phone around. You know what I did? Here. I spent three minutes of the nine minutes it took to play this game fighting to try and align the first qr properly because i thought something would happen yeah i'm doing that right now and i can't align it right oh whatever it it won't align perfectly right and it's so tantalizingly close that you think that that's the point that something's supposed to happen when you nail it and so i was there like reaching my left hand under to my mouse trying to get it just the right angle and it just wasn't happening yeah all right well that's an interesting (laughs) experiment i think but you know ultimately not as I, i can imagine that being interesting as like uh like you mentioned an art installation if this was like in like a like museum or something and it was touchscreen and you could rotate it around and then you could ar it like that could be kind of neat like it's like oh look i could interact with this thing but yeah as its own i'm like oh okay just just play it because it's it's a nice story just on its own (laughs) you didn't hear us complain about the past 10 minutes not not seeing that little bit of text right below the game that that's not a thing that happened you're just gonna ignore that and you're gonna (laughs) click play and you're gonna have a better time for it because that's all I did. I never, I don't, I don't scroll down on anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I didn't scroll down game. either. It is a complete experience, even without the thing. Oh, it so, totally is. 100%. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, God, that was like more. the one game I beat this week, so go ahead, uh, you, you two. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you both, I've got to be honest. You have no retirements <laughs> again, Alex, do you? So yeah. I will jump in now to give it a little bit of space. Uh, I completed four games this week. Um, the first of which... I liked a lot more than I expected to. So I bought this on a whim in the Halloween sale, thinking I'll try it, see what it's about, and then I can refund it nice and quick. If it didn't, 
Um, I ended up playing for four hours on the bounce, and this is Max Gentleman's <laughs> sexy business. Yeah, what is PC. this? It's um. So the reason I was interested in it at all is the writers are the same people behind Monster Prom. Sorry, that just sounded like the joke of like I, I buy it for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I play this game for the resource, resource management. I'll have you know. Yeah, but that's uh, <laughs> that's great. But wait, it's actually by the writers of Monster Prom. Okay, so I'm guessing we've got some funny shit going on in this, huh? Mm, very funny shit. Uh, the concept is, and it, it, it's every bit as smutty as you're imagining. So it it can be mm. played PG. There is like an uncensored patch, but you have to try quite hard to get those bits of it unlocked. So like, gotcha. I didn't get any yet in my playthrough. And I have to say, I haven't finished, finished the game. Like I finished the first of three campaigns uh, mm. and finished it enough that it's sort of been put to one side temporarily. Uh, but I still wanted to talk about it in my completions because it, it felt like a completion. It felt like a natural endpoint sort of thing because it kicks back to the main menu once you finished it hmm. you are like a rich guy or girl and that that richness is played up for laugh and you've been on an expedition depending on which dialogue choice you pick it was either like an around the world in 80 days thing uh or you went on like a massive bender or you're like just doing an animal fighting world tour or something like that anyway you come back and your business has been stolen and you have to essentially reclaim it from your bitter rival nice. by building a better business and then like merging with their business and that business stuff is done by sending your peons um or your like gentlemen to go and do battle with the heads of the other businesses so it's like a resource management thing you've got um, load of characters you direct where they sit on the map and then they like idly do things in the meantime you have to earn money to pay to upgrade two of the other stats one of those is your fighting stat that's how you take over other businesses the other stat is your mustache stat don't worry about it women have spiritual mustaches the game tells you and that mustache stat dictates how quickly you can accrue workers who you use in combat mm. um, it's all relatively hands-off it's all single screen you sort of moving things around the map. I actually think it might be a little bit better on a touchscreen, although I don't know if there's a touchscreen version of it. Ultimately, it's well-balanced, and that loop is very, very addictive. It's a lot of fun. The writing gives it a lot of extra character. If you like comedy, comedic writing in video games, and maybe a little bit of smutty content as well, um, it's a great game. It's quite a cheap game. Um, I had a blast with it. I'm having a blast with it. It's been a pleasant surprise for me. And to be fair, I think it's the kind of thing that, that both of you would get into as well for similar reasons. It sounds like, I think in yeah, because of like God, a Dragon's sorry. management mini game as a full game and I'm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of actually. Although it's all 2D and arguably a little bit prettier for it. Like the art is very, very nice. Well, the management game's also 2D in that point. But I guess there's 3D. Oh. But anyway, it's a whole thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm getting mixed with mad. I'm not going to worry about it. Don't worry. Um. Yeah. Second game I played is a game called Gag. This was a weird one. It's another one I got in a sale. Really struggles to justify itself, even at like two thirds off, which is the equivalent of about 55 pence. Mm. It's a short narrative about like um, sexual abuse in entertainment. And Oof. I get what it was going for. It's not fun, but it mm. is worthwhile. It was very much sort of the, the most horror game I played completely accidentally this week. I think it sets out what it achieves to do. I can't in good conscience really recommend anyone buy it because I don't think it really justifies the purchase. And I also don't think that's really the point per se. I think you can watch someone play it through on, on YouTube and you get much the same experience. And I'm always careful saying that kind of thing, but I think in this situation, I think that's absolutely valid because it's clearly some thoughts gone into constructing it, but maybe not loads of effort because it's basically a single room. Um, gotcha. And, not properly modeled characters it's all quite abstract 
Um, I'm not even sure if it's talking about like real people or events, but it could very easily be. Certainly an interesting one, though. Um, a playthrough is only seven minutes, so uh, easy watch on YouTube if someone's put a playthrough up. I imagine someone would have done. Third of the fourth games. Third of the fourth games? Ugh. Third of four games <laughs> this week. Well, five if you... Four besides Cecile Richards. My so a bunch of games. <laughs> Not only is this a nightmare, this recording... But uh, Alan Wake had an American nightmare, and that is the game that I played. I like this game a lot more than base game. It makes some interesting decisions, chief of which is, and this is a minor spoiler, you basically play the DLC three times through. Hmm. Um, Each time is shorter. That's incorporated in a narrative sense, and it just about justifies itself. More importantly, the game has much more of an action focus, and I really think that suits the, the fight the light mechanic well there's far more weapons than there are in the base game um it allows you to experience those mechanics in a different way in that sense it evokes the best of the original game which is the writer's dlc where you feel like remedy more understand the limits of the combat system they've built and the ability that they have to stretch themselves within it it also continues the story in an interesting way which is cool and sort of interesting having played the elements of control that tie in to Alan Wake and pull those worlds together. I do think it's worth playing, especially if you picked it up on Epic Games as a freebie, like I did. Really, it's not worth playing if you've not played the base game. And the base game is a harder recommend, if I'm being honest. So Didn't they just the remaster game, it too? They remastered the base game. I don't know if they remastered the DLC alongside it. I feel like they would have advertised it much more if it was like, now including American Nightmare, because that was sold as a standalone thing hmm. back in the day. So... If you're playing or have played Alan Wake anyway, particularly if you've played the remastered version, which as far as I know, is basically like a HD rebuild upgrade. They've not really changed anything mechanically to the best of my knowledge. Mm. If you played them like that, you'll absolutely enjoy American Nightmare. Uh, maybe gives yourself some time between it because mechanically it doesn't change much of anything. It's just there's more of an action focus. So you're not scrabbling for ammo so much. Um, there's more enemies to fight. It gives you a bit more within that. Go on, Alex. You, I, I was just saying, I just double checked. Yeah. So the Alan Wake remastered has the two DLC story episodes. So like the signal and the writer in it. Um, yeah. Of course, it's the signal as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the writer, which are like, so basically, I, I feel like American Nightmare is like not really. I don't. I don't know if they're considering it like super like canonical. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like here's another thing, but it sounds like they're focusing more on that main one for probably their future endeavors. Yeah, I suppose there's no reason why it can't be canon, but yeah. it it it's somewhat moot given what happens yes. in the DLC of Control that ties in. Um, yeah. I do think it's interesting that they didn't bother including it. That seems like an easy win in terms of content, but you know, maybe yeah. maybe they don't like it as much as I liked it. I don't know because it seems like whenever they talk about it, they just say there's no plans for American Nightmare. Like it just they said they wanted to just focus on um, on just that original Alan Wake stuff for it because it sounds to me like I don't know. Also, it's something to remember is that American Nightmare wasn't received very well when it first came out. Um, was it not no it was okay but it was like a fair bit lower than alan wake uh was and indications seem to me that they're gearing up for an alan wake 2 like honestly um or 100 right well i I think something that ties that and control together yeah without spoiling too much those worlds are intrinsically linked yes 
I gotta play that. Um, Maybe when Control Ultimate Edition goes on sale, because I was thinking I might I want to do a replay of Control on my Series X, because man, it did not do great on the base PS4, and I'm like, I bet it's a whole different experience on the, on the next gen console. I mean, do you know what? The only time I struggled with it on base PS4, because that's how I played all of Control. Yeah, but and you, both DLCs. you've got a magic base PS4. <laughs> I've got magic console. Yeah. Very true. Um, <laughs> I did have like a two or three second pause every time I unpaused the game where yeah. the game was like catching back up with itself but that's it and like you get used to that because it's predictable it's quite easy to get comfortable with because you know it's going to fix itself yeah and you know it's coming i got caught with a lot of slowdown like just a mm. ton when i was in combat man there was times where i was creeping at like 12 frames like it was like it was it was really rough yikes and it made some inputs things, but I don't know if that's I like I don't want to slam that and be like that's oh, Remedy's fault. I'm like I'm pretty sure my PS4 is just like fuck you. I'm done. <laughs> I mean, as great as that gen was, the PS4 was arguably quite underpowered at launch. Yeah, and that that at the tail end of its life has been cruelly exposed, and will only be more cruelly exposed as some of these games come out that are still inexplicably cross gen. I know. Yeah, makes no whole sense. Whole other topic. Whole other time. Last game I played uh, is Aerial Knights Never Yield. Two things. One, Aerial Knight, this is their first game. So it's a bit bold to to title it that way. Two, <laughs> never buy this game. It is horrifically sloppy. I, I was so sad playing this game. What made me even sadder is I'd, I'd bought some stuff on the Steam sale. I bought this on PS4 specifically because it was ever so slightly cheaper. And I thought, Do you know what? This kind of cinematic experience would be great to just play on the TV. So I can't refund it. Ooh. I would have refunded it. It's not good. Let me let me soften that statement. It is sloppy. Mm. The music, lovely. I, I went and found the soundtrack on Bandcamp. The music's great. And there are moments when it all clicks. So it's a, a an auto runner. It's aimed to be cinematic. And it's supposed to tell some kind of story. What story? I couldn't fucking tell you because they fail <laughs> on that execution also. But... You laugh, man. I know more about that story from the two sentences on the Steam blurb than I know from playing the fucking game. Um, more, more importantly, it just mechanically fails. Mm. So you you have the four cardinal directions on your D-pad. Face buttons do exactly the same. Going north, east, south, west, they allow you to high jump, dash, like charge into things, slide, and do like a, a parkour type jump that allows you to jump into middle gaps where maybe there's something high and something low kind of thing. All of the moves except the slide hold for a couple of seconds after you release the button. The slide, if you release it expecting you'll pop back up in a moment, you immediately die. Um, the animations are not tight. You are forced to play on normal first of all. Normal gives you an incredibly strong slowdown uh, the moment any action comes up. Those actions are all color-coded. So really, you've got the information you need to be able to make that move. All the slow-mo really does is throw off everything timing-wise. There are some moves which should not work the way that the game makes you make them work. So for example, there's a, there's a scene about a third of the way into the game where you're like being chased by a van. Um, don't know who's in the van, don't know why you're being chased, don't know why they want you, but that's besides the point. You are given two red indicators, uh, which is for the high jump immediately after on another one is to jump over a set of barrels one is to jump over the car as it comes back careening towards you because of the way that the game's fucking physics are you're actually supposed to pretend the first obstacle doesn't exist run three quarters of the way through it and then jump over the lorry whose timing you could not possibly be aware of yet 
I, I can't emphasize enough just how poorly assembled the game is. And it makes me frustrated because there are, as I say, snippets, moments, glimpses of what it could have been. Oh. Ultimately, it's quite merciful that I finished this game in 50 minutes because that, they, you know, howlongtobeat.com, great website, by the way, if you want to know how long it's going to take to beat any specific <laughs> game you're playing, has it listed as about an hour and a half for a main only completion. So mercifully, I was given back 40 minutes by the gods. Don't play this game. Don't buy this game. Never play or buy this game. Damn. Rant over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, duly noted. I, I played it last night and I'm still a little bit raw. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you're like, I'm still hurt. <laughs> uh, well, I, I played. It's easier, but it doesn't. I played a couple good games, which is nice. So, I, I beat uh, Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime, which is a really fun game. I, I, I So, I will admit, near the end of it, the tank battles start to get like a little stale. And I, I would really, really recommend playing this one in small bursts over a longer period of time because the- A longer period of slime was that? Of slime. There you go. Nice. Good. Ah. <laughs> now you're one with the slime. Just because like the core gameplay loop is very engaging. Like you enter into these areas, you do exploration, you try to find the slimes in each level. I got all 100 slimes because you, you need to get all of them in order to like technically win the game but it's not it's not hard <laughs> and then you do your kind of tank battles but you can upgrade your tank and like that can re- require a lot more resource gathering which i only did the minimum amount of that and i was fine it made the final battle quite difficult but i was i was fine in there i do wish there was maybe a little more variation in the the tank battles they do require quite a bit of uh strategy but it would have been nice if there was like a little more like variation within the different tanks because they start to get a little samey but yeah i don't know i i just i just thought it was fun you know by the end of the time i finished i was like that's just like a fun game and like their credits are entirely like pun based kind of thing like to be like i love that yeah like everyone's names and like all that like their titles are all like slime based or like monster based kind of deal and it's just i don't know it's just it's it's a really cute game and you can tell that they just had a lot of fun making it. Um, it occasionally gets some slowdown in the tank battles if you're launching like fucking like 20 something projectiles uh, through the, the tank. I sometimes noticed occasionally I would slow down a little bit, but I was like, that's fair. They're allowing you to do a lot in this section. So anyway, I, I recommend it. For me, it's like a really solid eight out of 10 game. You know, like it's a great game that like loses a few points just because it's like a touch repetitive here and there. But like, not enough to like negatively impact it. Like I think this is what I would, I'd probably call this like a little hidden gem. I'm sure in Japan, it's not a hidden gem whatsoever. And this is like a very popular game, but I think at least over here, like North America, Europe wise, I'm not sure how well this game did. Dragon Quest. We didn't even get the game, Doug. Didn't oh, you didn't get it in Europe. Okay. Then yes. Hidden gem then. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I thoroughly recommend it. One that I'm like a little more... T- God damn it. I, I hate that this is what happens when I play games. So I, I've i always heard the opinion that Arkham City is like the best of them. And I don't think that's true. I think Arkham Asylum is the best Batman game. And I just... I beat Arkham City. And it, it's a good game. It, it It is a very good game. And like in all the technical ways. And this is a little bit of foreshadowing for... I'm going to talk about Arkham Knight later in this. Which I'm about Uh-oh. this close to retiring. But anyway. Um <laughs> I'll explain why later, but uh, these games get technically more sound and they're good. And in fact, they they expand in a way that makes sense, 
right? Like Arkham City is not a giant open world. It's a pretty segmented, like arguably not that much bigger than Arkham Asylum really was, right? Like, okay. like when you think about it, Arkham Asylum is technically this big open map of Arkham Asylum and you have like, but you have to go through like doors to get to other areas, right? So it's like basically four areas and then there are buildings mm-hmm. that you can enter into. Arkham City is like kind of like three zones, but you can go all over the place, right? There's no loading screens in between these zones that you're in. Of And so the thing though, is that it starts to introduce these side quests, right? Because now it's kind of open world. So there's things that you can do. Now I will say their side missions are interesting. They're always based around like a villain from Batman's canon. And they're always, they're quite different, right? They're not always kind of like the samey same thing, but there's also not a ton compelling you to do them. And I don't know if it was just that Arkham Asylum to me felt more interesting. You know what? Okay. Arkham Asylum up until the Poison Ivy and like that last boss fight is like a perfect game, frankly. And then it kind of stumbles it. Arkham City is a great game, but it never really struck me as anything more than that, right? Like it never really hit like a huge high for me. And you spend a lot of time in this subway area that's just not fun, man. You're like kind of backtracking through this fucking subway system that I went through like a bunch. And I was like, dude, you got this big open city and like, you're making me go through this fucking subway. Come on. Like, I was like, I don't like it. And as a Batman fan, I saw the villain coming from like 6,000 miles away, but that's fine. I don't really care too much about that. So yeah, I don't know. I just, and like predator stuff is so much better in this game. Like the stealth stuff, way better. Um, you got your double takedowns. You've got like way more gadgets that you can use and implement, but something, it just, something didn't click for me. You know, like it's, there's just, it's hard to explain, right? Like it's not even totally rational. It's just like, there is some element. And I think maybe it's the encroaching of the open world that starts to get to me where like, I actually think I prefer Batman as more of a linear experience. Because when they're setting up, like, here's a Predator mission, and you go in to do, do this, and then you use your gadgets to do this, I, I, I prefer that more than, like, soaring over the city, you know? So, yeah. I don't want to come across too harsh, though, because this is still, like, a basically, like, a 9 out of 10 game for me. Like, it's still so much better than, like, most of the shit that exists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Rocksteady created such a high goddamn standard when they made Arkham Asylum that like it's their they're their own worst enemies frankly <laughs> you know like their first game is so good that every game after it's just gonna be compared to it like even Arkham Origins which oh. is actually a very good game is worse than the rest of them but so much better than most games you know like it's i don't know if that makes does that make sense i hope that makes sense <laughs> uh, it does i remember origins yep. sort of yep. being ripped apart because it had that perception as well because it was a different team it was an origin yeah everything else It'll be interesting when Suicide Squad comes out because, like you say, it, they've never really hit the heights of Origins, since, not of Origins, of uh, Asylum since Asylum, especially yeah. with, again, foreshadowing Arkham Knight Rider. Yeah, and the thing is, what's interesting is apparently Suicide Squad is in the Arkhamverse. Um, Gotham Knights is yeah, not. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. It's not. No, it's not. And I, I could sort of tell because like some of the characterizations, I was like, wait a minute, how is that character wait <laughs> like and also because yeah kevin conroy is not voicing batman in gotham knights mm-hmm. and that to me indicates i was like oh this is a different they're doing a whole different world and i'm glad they're doing that because i just think it's going to give them some more freedom like as much yeah. as i love the arkham universe it's like yeah i think it's good to let that studio create its own thing 
um, particularly if Batman's not a char- playable character in it, right? It's like, yeah. Which I think they've come on and they've said for sure he's not a playable character. So anyway, that's that's anyway. Batman Arkham City. I wish I could be more positive on it, but eh, I have high standards for Batman. All right, Rick, t- <laughs> tell me what you retired. <laughs> with, with the end of that segment comes uh, the end of Exile or Exile's End, which is the game I retired this week. Um, this is a weird one. So... As a game, it looks like a Metroidvania. The devs are very clear it is not a Metroidvania. It is a Japanese take on the Western action-adventure games of the ilk of Flashback, of Another World, arguably of Prince of Persia, the original one. So it's like a 2D, slowish thing. But you can tell that it incorporates some elements of a Metroidvania. So you've got like a series of unlocks that you can see on the map which ones you've got, which ones you haven't. You've got that little corner map, the wireframe type thing that is just a staple of a Metroidvania. What you have instead of save points is a really bloody awful checkpointing system. And this ultimately is the reason I've retired it. So, it, you know, it was shaping up as a seven so far for the bit I'd played. At the start, it makes a very interesting opening in that it gives you full damage for the first 20 minutes until you get a particular unlock. And in all the time I played the game, um, I never got a weapon. The the closest I got were rocks that I could throw to destroy the little worm things that blend just enough into the background that you step on them and lose a lot of life. God damn. Because the checkpoints keep your life number the same, you can sort of soft lock yourself. That's what I did about 30, 35 minutes in. And I had no interest in starting the game again. Like It hadn't made enough of an impression to be like, right, let's do this over and it was a freebie that i got my hacked beta so i wasn't super invested to start with either so there's a cool game there it it just wasn't for me and i think the checkpointing system was the final nail in the coffin yeah soft luck shit like that drives me crazy yeah i i, I sort of understand where it's coming from where it's like well, we don't want to give you an easy out but we also want to start you right back where you left off and there is no simple answer to that there just isn't i can only apologize to the listeners at home uh, someone got their weeks wrong and thought it was bonfire night and there's a load of fucking fireworks going on on my street. So, <laughs> What? On yeah, Halloween, I, I guess? I mean, you okay. can hear the pop, I take it. They're, I mean, they're, there's nothing I can do about that. That's just going to be a thing that happens. <laughs> That's all right. It wasn't too bad. It actually just sounded like someone was like, like lightly knocking on your wall or something. <laughs> Hello? Yep. Can we have some candy? Trick or treat? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that. There's big fucking explosions going off in the sky and I'm not happy about it. Anyway, let's move on from from the horizon outside. No, that's a terrible pun. Forget that. Just tell us about Animal Crossing, Paola. (laughs) I'm not going to do that to myself or to you at home. And there's a lot I would do, but I'm not doing that. You have restraint with your pals, no? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Anyway, I don't cross in your horizons. I'm still like preparing for the new update. Oh, I'm from last week because last week I bought some turnips. It actually made a perfect this time. So, gave me because I ended up like with an extra uh, 74 cells and bells, which is nice. Uh, I didn't buy bells, eh? Then you wouldn't have to worry. What I said, if you could only buy as OLED switches with bells, then you wouldn't have to worry. (laughs) Yeah, when I had to worry. I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Classic. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I've been uh, very much like still dealing with flower apocalypse, still uh, trying to flatten my island because I want, I really want to like decor everything from the ground up. And that's about it. I didn't buy any bells this week because I was noodling around with some deep learning like uh, 
translation software, which leads me into my next game that I'm playing. That's Chuen no Virte, Error Salvation for Nintendo Switch. Again, the atomic game that I imported from Japan. It hasn't been announced for localization yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite happy with that. Should I be happy? Should I not be happy? I don't know. I actually did some solid progress like just before the podcast. And I'm starting like to really to understand some of the things that are happening in this island. And uh, some of that, being, some of that uh, first of all, I got like a proper explanation of how people extend their lives past the 23 year old. I actually know that there's supposed to be like a curse in this island for which like people close to 20, 23 years start like getting sick like uh, some respiratory disease and you can even like die a little bit sooner if your body is isn't like super strong there's this concept of relievers that uh you can kind of like um, make a clone of yourself and transfer your mind or your memories to it and then like keep on living another uh, 23 years I thought like the clone was supposed to like be born and grow up and stuff like that. No, the clone is like the same age you supposedly died at. Which is quite confusing because even it seems that there's something about the cloning system where the body kind of like just stops aging in a way, but still like you still have like 23 year limit. I, fi- I'm, I am finally like getting introduced to the characters in, in the, even if it isn't like in an indirect way. Because while they're doing like all this explanation, it's like like when you're watching a series and they're like explaining something about the world and you're like jumping between different scenes when where that thing is being explained, kind of thing. So we have, um, let me open the official page because I am not going to butcher any of these things. <laughs> still, we have Mathis, who I still don't know what the fuck his deal is because we only saw him and Eva's in passing, so still not much information. But we do have, and I'm gonna butcher this, I'm so sorry, but it is uh, Xi'an? 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 I don't know. Xi'an. Xi'an. The color, and... Xi'an. C-Y-A-N. Oh, yeah. Xi'an. And uh, he's a scientist, so... Xi'an the scientist? That's terrible. You know what I'd love? Paula realized that as she said it. <laughs> you never actually said the name, right? He's a scientist. I didn't actually try to say it out loud, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that moment that when you say it for the first writer. time. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, yeah, so Zion is like, kind of like the scientist who invented this method. And I'm, I'm still like a little bit murky in it because, well, machine translation beat machine translations. But what I gather is that there, from time to time, like people would, would like watch Azure, and he very much like took like different methods or like different things from, uh, from the people like that came, and he's like, oh yeah, so we now can make clones of people. We now have the the knowledge like to pack someone's memories on and transfer them to another body. Oh yeah, this is like the perfect method to extend people's lives another twenty three years. Which, now that I say it out loud, it sounds insane, but yeah, like, oh no, this is gonna be like some mad scientist, I fucking swear. And (laughs) the other character, like, kind of like a proper introduction for, 
It's supposed to be like Lucas Pratt, but it is like pronounced like Luca in the game. I can already say he's like close to the end of his life, but he he's like that uh, kind of like a teacher that goes from place to place, educating the the children from various places. And very much like most of the explanation you get, like of how relievers work, is from either Jean or Lucas. Which was kind of like interesting because it was an interesting way of presenting you information that the main character already knows. Because like she she works at this orphanage and just like she arrives and stumbles like into into the the, the middle of the class and it's like, oh I, I better be quiet and just like do my things and she kind of like quietly listens to everything that's going on. And the other interesting thing about how uh, the reliever's method works, I guess, is that especially like rich people on the island don't really value life because like, oh, I could die, but I already have like, I don't know, uh, my memory backed up and it's just like, I just like uh, ask the research facility, like in case of anything happening to me, like just make another clone out of me and problem solved, I'm alive again. But it doesn't seem to be like the case like for the rest of the population so i really wonder like how this is gonna like affect the overall story and like how each individual character will see what is happening with the island in a way uh so that's uh suan lobirte i'm jumping into delina silva breath of the wild because why not classic classic i finally went through the third divine beast and that means that meant I have to infiltrate Jeru the town. I have to then go into a stealth mission to other place. I absolutely cheese it. And preparing like the for the mission the way I did, it was like the best thing possible. Though it took away like all the attention you you could have like gotten from the mission. No regrets at all. I went through the divine beast uh, Vanna Boris. I defeated the boss. And pretty much at this point in time, I am getting like all the pieces of armor you could get out of Gerudo Town and enhancing them at the fairy fountains. I think my next destination is gonna be like a fairy, the, the last fairy fountain I have to visit that is like in the middle of the desert that I couldn't access previously because of the Divine Beast. And after that, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Like, I kind of like want to go to Varuda like right away, but maybe I should like do some side questing first. Anyway, that's that's a problem for future me. <laughs> Current me is also playing Nightshade. I finished Toyito's route, um, started the third route, Kekamara's route, and I don't know, maybe I should I shouldn't have started with Hansel like right at the start because it is like the best route on the game so any other route like kind of a start in comparison. Though I didn't quite remember like where the story went for the other routes so still I'm getting surprised even though I already played the game. Um, You could say like two years I read a review on Steam because this game is also on Steam that two years route was like filler episodes in Naruto. Because you get like battles and battles and battles, oh someone die and battles, oh someone die. I don't think it adds much to the overall story, but I guess if you like the the character is like, yeah, maybe worth it. Uh, this route is kind of skippable. The next route I'm playing is Kekamaru's. I'm just getting into the route so I remember nothing about this route. So 
I'm gonna get surprised for better or for, or for worst. And did I have anything like noteworthy right in here? I <laughs> know, uh, I think not. Uh, so the next and last game I'm playing, and this one is part of my loot for the Steam sales, is Polybridge. Mm. For well, for PC, and I love this game. I I didn't know I needed like a bridge constructor in my life, but I needed it because you are tasked like you have to build a bridge to get like a vehicle like from point A to point B. But also you have to take into account and like um, depending on the level that a ship may need to pass through this chasm or like on the on the on the river or something like that, you may need to take into account that. The car is supposed to make certain stops, or like to complete the level, you have to get like this car from A to B. But the first, the car has to go through this middle point here, and that pretty much changes how you have to plan the, the bridge because sometimes the routes the the car has to take aren't like the optimal route for like that it would have been if you built like your bridge correctly. So it turns into a sort of a puzzle game because you're you also have physics. Your your bridge has to be sturdy enough, like to to have like the the heaviest vehicle, like being able like to go through without well plummeting into the abyss. But also you have a budget, and you cannot go over like I want to say like a hundred and fifty percent that budget. Like you could, for example, go a little bit over budget, but if you go like. A, Super over about you, you you cannot build a bridge. There's a lot to take into consideration too because you aren't like given like all the like the same I'm gonna say like support points to 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 build that bridge upon on all the levels. And sometimes you're like given the possibility to use like hydraulics and make I don't know like uh what's the name of this kind of bridge that Oh Raising no. Bridge. I like, can't that's... think of the exact name. That's all I can think of, yeah, as a raising bridge, but I don't know what the... God dang it. Keep going. I'll yeah, find like, it pretty much... Like London yeah. Bridge. If you Google London Bridge, it will probably tell you. Okay, I Googled I a like very... That. Oh, interesting. A bascule bridge. Also referred to as a drawbridge or a lifting a bridge. A drawbridge. Thank you. That's yeah. the well, word that I'm You always think the drawbridge is a single hinge rather than the one that splits in the middle. Yeah, so I guess the splitting in the middle, you call it a bascule, which I don't know why it's called that, but... There it is. <laughs> we learned there something new today. Yep. Uh, so you you may want to make a drawbridge, have a skill bridge, or even like a, a kind of like an elevator to bring your car like to the place you're supposed to to bring it. I was about to finish a level that was like very very hard for me, and I have a power outage, so I am mad. Oh, did that tie in with right? Okay, yeah, no, it was this morning. I was like very happy because it's like oh, I just need to put like this one thing. First play, no. uh, and then like, yeah, I was done, but... That is heavy. I was still mad. <laughs> the power went out, like, for a minute, and I wanted to cry. Uh, that's... that. Those are all my list of games I'm playing. Um, wanna... Rick, why don't you take it out? Yeah, sure thing, I'll jump back in. So, I am playing... Uh, I'll start with the two spooky games that I... Um, hinted at last time, which I've very cleverly not put on the docket for this oh. week's agenda. They are Devotion. Um, I've only played like the opening 15, 20 minutes, but it's every bit the game I hoped it would be. 
uh, looks gorgeous, real sense of atmosphere and spookiness. So I'm very, very keen to, to sink more of my teeth into that later on in this Hallowed Eve. And Stubbs the Zombie, which is kind of the exact opposite. Um, <laughs> it, it shows its age, unfortunately. Even playing on PC and, and with the, the remastered components to it really is showing its age. I can see myself not finishing this one, but we'll see how it goes. So far, so like not offensively bad yet. I'm still playing Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. I'm about halfway through now um, for you two. And also for anyone listening at home who's played the game before, uh, I'm at the chicken shop section. Oh, yeah. I know. I just remember that section taking a little while. Not because it was complicated. I just remember there's like a fair bit of like, there's, yeah, like, there's, there's some timing stuff. That one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the interesting thing is because I've done it before, a lot of it is ringing bells. So most mm-hmm. of that I did on the first try. The only bit that threw me is when you have the scene change. Yes. When you do like the second jump and then I've forgotten how it was you find your way back. And so it took me a couple of attempts and, and a couple of deaths of the hapless driver before I could move my way back. But for as much as I remember, and as many things that are ringing bells, there are other situations and aspects that were completely alien to me. So mm. the cat that you sort of find out was there in the opening scene, um, I'd forgotten that they show up as early as they do. Certain characters and some of their motivations had eluded my memory. Uh, the whole... Nice. Um, when you go to the prison... That guy who's like got the guitar and he's just walking through the prison grunging out his <laughs> guitar. Just so many lovely little details that are like fresh again. Uh, and it's been wonderful to go back through that um, bit by bit as I've sort of been rationing it out. By contrast, I've not played any Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. I need to set some time aside because this is the problem. Now that I've decided I'm going to play it with a guide, I can't really do what I planned to do, which was just take it on the road with me and use it as like a commute game. I need to set aside some proper time to do that. But I will do that eventually. And finally, I need to uh, give a shout out to a uh, friend of the podcast and resident Discord cock, uh, Matt, a.k.a. Cockroach. We played a little bit of a uh, co-op zombie, not zombie, a co-op horror game called Distrust, mm-hmm. um, which seems very heavily inspired by John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, the, the concept is that you have to get out of this facility. Uh, that involves you going through six zones. There are aliens. There are sort of enemies, but the real antagonists of the game are your the hunger. friends we made along the way. Oh, hunger. <laughs> Sanity. <laughs> or... <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> hunger, sanity, and fuck, what was the last one? Warmth. And the fourth secret one, the friends we made along the way. But the, you basically, go. you're managing those meters, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it helped that, that Matt's played the game a few times. This I, I was very much a mm. distrust novice. Um, so there were certain things that he was telling me about as we were doing them. There were certain things I was discovering. Seems like a lot of fun, and we certainly had a lot of fun, um, I think, the time that we were playing it. game's pretty damn hard. If and when I go back to it, when I go back to it, let's call it that, uh, there are things that I will want to do differently. The main throw of the three is your stamina meter. So that is essentially your alertness. Um, you can sort of band-aid it with coffee, <laughs> but truly what you have to do is sleep. Mm. Um, and when you sleep is when your brain emits delta waves, and that's when the aliens are summoned. So really, what, what I think the, the, the strat might be is working out how you exit the area, getting all that done, then going and having a tactical nap and like booking it to the exit. Mm. That's Tack not the way naps. you did it. We, <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. But you you can only sort of ride out empty bars so long because the game starts throwing stat debuffs on you. 
So the most egregious of which was one that literally like Vaseline blurred the screen. And the only way to fix it is by having a big old nap. Mm. Um, and I, I got to the point on one of our runs where I had three status effects. Each one took half a nap to clear. So I had to take a full nap and then I still had the blurry screen. So I had to like ride that out until I had the opportunity to take another nap so that I could clear the last of my status effect. It's not a new game. It came out in like 2016, something like that, 2017 maybe. But it is really good. Definitely feels like one where you want to play it with a friend because you can play it solo, but then you're like bouncing between three different characters and moving them and it's just a whole thing. Whereas when you've got like voice chat and you've got someone else moving a character around, I think that's where where the fun's more at. But it is good. Let me double check that there's nothing else I've missed off the agenda that I'm actually playing. There isn't. So that is very much me for playing. Alex, take it away. All right. Well, I'm, of course, still playing Hot Wheels Unleashed. I unlocked a little Stegosaurus Hot Wheel, and I'm very happy. Um, (laughs) I had that one when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, I know that one. Um, Still just plugging my way. I remember. Do you remember? Um, (laughs) So, yeah, just plugging away at that. Still love it. Still recommend it um disco elysium haven't been touching too much uh like i said I'm, I'm taking this one slow uh i think i actually might i might wait for when i have like a bit of time off i think i want to play this game in like chunks of time i don't know why but it's just a game that feels like i want to sit down and get invested for a bit and then take a break again because again it's it's a lot of reading so i have to kind of be ready for that you know like if it's a day where i'm just like i can't handle anymore because i do a lot of reading for work so you know just got to yeah. make sure that I'm not too invested in that, but still enjoying it. I'm playing uh, Pixel Puzzle Makeout League, <laughs> which is, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, oh no, why can't I remember what this type of thing is called? It's Picross, it's Picross, but it's like, do you know Murder by Numbers? Uh, Murder by Numbers? Uh-huh. It's, I'm aware of it, the Sudoku Puzzler. No, it's it's thing. also Picross. It's a Picross. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I beat this if, like uh, last year or year before i think a year before whenever in the before times um because i was on a bus when i played it and i love that game that game is very fun uh creative uh interesting people this one okay it's like you're basically playing as like a picross superhero like you're in a group of superheroes who are all like puzzle themed like there's like crossword guy and like chess and like there's this puzzle piece who's insane who's just genuinely from like some other dimension you're in like the future too it's like 2050 or something and it's just it's not very good, but it's also very charming. So like, but the Picross is excellent. So their like UI for the Picross is really good, um, especially the touching because you can do a touch screen and you can just hold ZL to do X's and let go of it to not. The only problem this game has in its UI is that when you put a question mark one on to like mark it as like potential, you have to press the button again to get rid of the question mark before you can... Uh, mark it instead of just being able to override the question mark which sounds like a small thing but it's a big thing when it comes to your picross flow especially when you're getting onto bigger ones and you're using those more often it just you just get to a point where you're like bro i don't want to have to fucking do that question mark thing again um but anyway that's just a small complaint story is sort of okay so you're dating there's four like people you can date basically um in it and so like yeah, because it's like a dating sim, but it's with Picross, and like all of your problems can be solved with Picross. And it's kind of, <laughs> of course they can. It's kind yeah, of, of awesome. And so you have like it's like there's like stages, right? And so 
you get to like a stage and then you'll have like a story bit where they're talking and there's like this weird villain and the story is weird and I don't really care. And I'm kind of fast forwarding a little bit. I've been reading it's, it's clever enough, but then, um, you've got like, (laughs) you've got moments where you can split off and you can go on different adventures with different people. So you can choose like, who am I going to like kind of romance? But I think you can go back and do all of them. So like, they don't really lock you out of one. Like it basically you'll split off into these paths on these maps. And so you can choose who you want to go through. I'm going to the very cold hearted Sudoku lady. Um, who's very wonderful (laughs) and is really obsessed with online games. It's great. Um, It's just so ridiculous. Like it's like boyfriend dungeon. Honestly, that's what I think of when I play this game. It's like that same vibe. And I'll admit like it was on sale. I saw it was like 10 bucks and I was like, Oh, more Picross with a loose story concept. Yeah. I'm fucking in. So (laughs) it's just like put it in my veins. So as I've been watching horror movies, which is such a dichotomy. Like I've been watching just like as many horror movies as possible while I'm playing, you know, Pixel Puzzle Makeout League on my Switch. Ah, it's a good it's game. It's like something you'd see in a puzzle, in a puzzle, in a horror film where someone's like engrossed in something cutesy and then you just cut away to fucking stab and go. Stab it, yeah. It also sounds like a fake game. Do you know what I mean? Like the title of it sounds like a game that like someone made up for a movie where they're like, we need something that sort of sounds like a video game but doesn't really totally sound right. And that's what this is. <laughs> Pixel puzzle. Oh, and this is where my head went. Whose line mm. is it anyway? It used to do a segment where it's like world's worst superheroes. And I've just got Picross man because you're like, oh yeah, he's a Picross superhero. Of course he is. Okay. Yes, and that's exactly it. Basically, they're like kind of useless, but they're pretty funny. Um, <laughs> and like you play as this, she's very bashful, right? She's like always blushing, like it's that classic kind of like she's just she's super naive, um, and okay. so it's kind of fun in that sense. Um, but she's very endearing and has like a personality, so it's kind of fun. And I'm like, yeah, let me do my queer little romance. Let's do this. <laughs> Any game that lets me make my character. Yeah. At least it's Basil B's character here. Pisia? Oh, that character is crazy. It is like, it is a fever dream of a character and is like straight up a fever dream of a character in writing. Like, will just occasionally come out with like sentences that make you want to just cry. Like, it looks like an anime, like... Just look it up and you'll see, like, this character is, like, very, like, it's just legs with eyes and, like, a mouth. And it's a puzzle puzzle piece. piece. And it's yellow. Think of SpongeBob as horrifying. Um, More horrifying. Uh, Yeah. And that character, like, is from another planet or something. And it's just, like, seems to be out for, like, blood sometimes. And is, like, yeah, it's a a scary character, but I love it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, It is literally just a girl in, like, a superhero costume with the letter P written in. Oh, I've just come across PC. Yep. Yeah, you see what I mean, right? And the one I'm going through (laughs) is the green-haired girl with her arms across like that. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of want to play this. It's really fun. I want to play this too. (laughs) And like the puzzles do connect with what's happening. Like they do actually. No, they come on. No, they really do. Like it's like come on. They really do. And it's it's really funny how they do it. Um because they're very on the nose. Like this game's not pretending like it actually does. Like they just make it fit in. Although there is one funny mo anyway, whatever. There like you it can be a little lewd sometimes. I don't think this is a game that's like, you know, it's not ever tiptoeing into that like uh like explicit category or anything, but like it's a game okay, that's I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, you're like, I'm done. <laughs> no anime movies, I, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, no. 
Anyway, it's really fun. I, I do genuinely recommend this game because I can tell that they put a lot of thought into it and that whoever made this cares quite a bit about it. So I'm like, this is pretty fun. Anyway, so that's that's one highlight. Uh, I also just started Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow on the DS, the good old sequel to Aria of Sorrow. Man, talk about... Yeah, like how great is it having the fucking map on the top screen? Like right oh my god i was just like because when i'm playing the game boy advance what's constant pausing right because you got to check where the fuck am i but having it right up top there oh man that makes me sad now if i ever have a castlevania come out on the switch or some shit i'm like it's gonna be subpar because i can't just see what i'm doing at top (laughs) like oh um (laughs) feels good the drawing is stupid it's it's stupid that you draw with the stylus, but that's fine. <laughs> you can tell the game came out in like the first twelve months of the DS's life. Yeah, they're like, how do we implement the touchscreen? I don't know. Why don't, why don't they draw symbols? <laughs> okay, <laughs> like it, it's not. It's, it's like not a like pen, right shit. Yeah, it's not like bad or anything. It's just it's just kind of dumb, you know. <laughs> no, it, it it's bad. It's a blemish on what is otherwise a near perfect game. Oh, fair enough. That yeah, we'll go with that. Um. And the last game that I'm playing, so I, I talked about, I, I, I hinted at this. I'm playing Batman Arkham Knight. <sighs> so this is hard because Arkham Knight is technically incredible. Like it is gorgeous. The game design is extremely sound. Like they have, their side missions are all interesting. They're all based around villains. Um, they tell you where to find it when you need to. They explain to you how far into it they are. you are. They actually give you checkpoints for how many times you're going to have to interact with the side quest in order to defeat it. Like, it's very player-friendly in that sense. Like, the, uh, it's, like I said, it is truly gorgeous. Like, shockingly gorgeous for a game that you're like, oh yeah, this is a fucking PS4 game and like uh xbox one game and i'm playing it and i'm like holy shit like just beautiful uh movement is fast they give you new stealth shit to do and you know the batmobile is really well designed like it is extremely easy to control they give you two movement abilities with it where one you can drive crazy fast or you can hold the lt to go into battle mode and then you can strafe so you can maneuver in difficult to maneuver areas so it feels great and yet i just I just don't care. Like, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just like, it's just, it's just so big. It's just bigger. You know, it's just, everything's, it's just more, it's just more like, and it's, it's, it's the Metro shit, man. It's what Metro Exodus happened to Metro Exodus. You know, it's like one, this tight confined story Two, We got more resources. We'll make it a bit bigger. Three open world time, baby. And you're like, let's no like go back to the thing i loved but then also of course it is too though right like because it just makes sense like why wouldn't you do this if you have to build a crazy big city why wouldn't you 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 know what i mean like it's like it's hard because i i it's this game is so hard to critique because i understand why they did what they did and like it it's it's it makes sense it's just i just wish they didn't (laughs) you know what i mean yeah and like because the batmobile of course yeah that makes perfect sense why didn't we have the batmobile before that's a that's a pretty integral part of batman but like but i don't like it (laughs) it's an integral part of batman when you're not the one driving it when when someone else can decide when it isn't isn't 
Yeah, but even then, like, it's really fun. Like, it really is fun and fast and cool. I think the problem is that they use it too much. Like, I... And, you know, I think I get why, though, because it is fucking cool. And I think they built it. And I bet you anything, this shit was fucking hard to make. Like, because it is so well-tuned. Like, it is very good and can go just about anywhere and i bet you anything they beat their heads against walls to make this thing right like i have no doubt and so i imagine it's like well if we're gonna make this fucking batmobile you bet your goddamn ass we're gonna use this batmobile you know what i mean and it's because aren't there like puzzle sections where you're like using the car yes and they make sense but you also realize it's like and it's weird because you're like yeah, of course we would do this because why would you introduce the Batmobile and then not use it? Like it's it's a, it's a double-edged knife because like on one case, if they hadn't utilized the Batmobile, I think there would be a chorus of people going, "Why didn't you utilize the Batmobile?" <laughs> you know what I mean? And now they utilize the Batmobile really fucking well. And so now you got people going, but then it's like, also, if you don't want to use it, then you're like, I don't like this part. So it's, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to come down on any side of this because I think if you play this game and like the Batmobile, it, this game, you're going to fucking love this game. But if you play the game and you don't like the Batmobile, you're going to have to kind of suffer through that for a little bit. But the rest of the game is really good. I might be retiring this, but not like retiring as in like goodbye forever. I think I just maybe, I just might want to put it aside for a little bit because I'm like, you know, I just went through Asylum and City and I think I need a little more space before I like really go through this full game. Plus also some dude just sold me Metroid Dread and new Pokemon Snap for 50 cat each, which is, listen, a major steal here because those games are $80 retail, you know, before tax. So I was like, Oh shit! I had no plans on playing Dread anytime soon, but I'm like 50k before tax. Eighty before tax. Yeah, that's eighty before tax. Yeah. Uh, I always forget in America you do that whole tax thing where it's like at the point of sale. Yes, it's at that point of sale. Why would you do it that way? Oh, I know it's it's because we're fucking dumb. Um, now in Alberta it's not so bad. We have like a four or five percent. We have like five percent tax, so it's like it becomes like eighty five ish dollars. But when I grew up in New Brunswick, uh, it was like a fifteen percent tax. So um, those games are real expensive back <laughs> back in my home and province. And more than that, you're doing pointless mental maths for no reason. I know, it's like, I just it. include the number, goddammit. Right? Just put it in there. Don't make me guess. Mm-hmm. And then also, BAT, baby. it's also nuts because then people don't care as much, man. If you just put it in the number, people don't really give a shit about the tax as much, right? Now people complain about like the tax because right? they see like, it. Oh, that's just the price. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, fuck. But yeah, try to convince Canadians to do anything. Um, it's a losing battle. <laughs> they go, ah, no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah exactly you know what's crazy this dude hadn't even redeemed the gold points i thought i was getting scammed i put them into my fucking switch and i got the gold points so it was like i bought two brand new games they're Yo. frankly brand new like i was looking at them i was like these are fucking brand new all right like he was selling sick i almost got because anyway i almost bought like the 3d all-stars again because i was like shit he's selling that too i'm like i should I should buy that as well. Like, but I got That's a copy definitely of that. A situation, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I don't want to flip it. You know, like, I was like, I don't want to be a part of that. You know, like, if he's selling them for a good price, I'm going to let him do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's everything I've been playing. So why don't we move on to our topic, which uh, it's just, we're just going to check because it's our anniversary. We, uh, we've been doing this for one year. So I checked, and our first recording was October 27th. 
uh, last year. So this is like, while we're recording this, is straight up friggin' one year of doing this podcast, which, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And a smidge longer, because we had a couple of sessions where we were just like organizing things and getting the groundwork done, because it was October mm-hmm. of last year that it started, for sure. So. And we haven't missed a week, so we've, we haven't always done a numbered episode release, but we have not missed a week of a full year, which, that's pretty fuck good. One full well, year every us. week, yeah, there's, been a, there's been content. <laughs> hmm I just thought... I don't know. Why don't we just talk about how it's gone? Because I was looking back at how we started. And like, I think something that's interesting is like the format of how this went has changed a lot. Like not a lot, but like we really were like experimenting a fair bit at the start. Like we never knew where to put things. Like the whole beaten, retired, playing topic question game really only came about like seven or so episodes into this whole thing we, we had sort of been like mixing all over i remember at one point we thought we need two topics per per episode yeah that may well have been a thing at yep. some point yeah it was and now we can even fit a topic and a question at the same time <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like we were aiming for like 130 right like that was like our goal it was like we got to get like an hour 30 minutes or did we even want less than that i think i think we were even less than that we were hour 15 first i think I think you very ambitiously said 60 to 90 minutes is the sweet spot. And now yeah. we've, we've just settled on an hour. We're 45. just happy if that's it's under two hours. Yeah, at this point, it. under that's two it. hours is fine. <laughs> and that's the recording. Then we maybe sort of trim eight minutes out afterwards if we're lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a good thing. I think I'd be more worried if we were struggling for stuff to talk about, which we absolutely mm-hmm. haven't. And I think for me, probably the single nicest thing it's also sort of the saddest thing in a way and that this as a project and as always a big shout out to Dragon on the forums who sort mm. of got season two revitalized uh, and a shout out to my old co-hosts from season one, um, Kerf and Toast, because what we do is basically built on um, yeah. what they started. Kerf in particular, this was his sort of brainchild at first, but season two coming back very much was born out of, I think maybe a, a, a stagnation of creative rut, a, a gap in all of our lives with everything that went on in 2020. And it's definitely helped me get through. I imagine it's the same for the two of you. I know a couple okay. of people on the forums and, and elsewhere have said that it's been sort of helpful for them while things have been going on. And that that's heartwarming. Uh, ultimately, I feel like I've just made two more friends. I feel like this is just a great little thing that we've got going on. It's a regular thing. Um, and yeah, we just shoot the shit for two hours. And I think that that comes out in the recording. We're just chatting. And that yeah. that's what you want, ultimately. I agree. Yeah, I mean... This is like my... Go ahead, Paula. Oh, this is like... <laughs> Just my schedule two hours a week to just socialize and talk about video games. And I've actually been playing more video games because of that. And once I didn't even know they existed, like 13 Sentinels. <laughs> and I have my eyes on uh, two of the games we talk about in this episode. So it has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, tons of the shit that I've ended up playing even over this year, like, I feel like I've expanded so much to, like, I don't know, it's just, it's it's been a nice thing to, like, and it's sort of funny, but, like, I think video games are worthwhile in and of themselves, right? Like, I, you know, I don't think you have to justify why you play things, like, that's fine, but, okay, Molly, <laughs> my dog's just having a freak out. Yes, you do, Alex. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> um, she just Also, I'm hungry, feed me. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> But like, it's, I just, I find it nice to just have like, oh yeah, like I 
feel like I can justify even more. Like I want to sit down and play a little bit. Cause like I'm going to chat uh, this weekend. And like, I also feel like I'm a little more analytical. Like I'm thinking about these games as I'm playing them more. And I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And like, I get excited. Like this is like my church on Sunday. You know, like I come in on Sunday and I'm like, <laughs> we chat games and you know, we've had to like change times whatsoever, but it's neat for me too. How like, cause I was worried when we started this, I was like, this is awesome. But it was also pandemic life. And, um, Man, actually, when I think about it, I started this in the craziest period of time in my life over the last like two years because I was in the middle of a bachelor of education degree. I was doing six courses and I was teaching five days a week during the day. <laughs> how did I even do this? <laughs> you know, what? it's been remarkable how easy scheduling has been. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Especially when you put it in that context. And when you put it in the context, two of us on three separate continents, like, I mean, that's the thing where like... Uh, yep, yep. yep. And we, um, like the, I don't know, daylight savings and all that oh. to be time shifting. Daylight shift. savings is the worst thing that has ever happened in this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Talk about lows. That's lows. That's not even an exaggeration yet. It's, the clock's moving. Whenever the clock's yeah, moved, we, we were just like... <sighs> yeah, like especially like today. Like, Rick is, I don't know what time it is for you, but I think like your schedule time moved. Like, yeah. you're recording earlier today. Yeah, literally happened today. So... Uh, for those that are listening, we uh, ordinarily record at what is in, in UK time, 8 p.m. on a Sunday. Uh, and this is the last weekend of October, which means the clocks went back this morning. Um, and so I jumped onto my computer thinking I had an hour to play a bit more of Stubbs before we started. <laughs> and I saw a message from Alex saying, ready when you are. And Pal's like, me too. I wonder when Rick will be here. It's like, shit, I am here. Am I supposed to be here? What's going on? And then it occurred to me that the time had moved. Yeah. Um, that's a nice segue, though, because uh, it makes me think of the podcast we did with a uh, friend of the podcast, Abitage, who mm. is in Australia. And again, shockingly easy to organize that when we basically spanned yeah. more than half a day across our time zones. Um, and it's been lovely with, with all the guests we've had, all the guests mm. um, from the forums and from the Discord, uh, and especially the episode we did with Keith Webb, because I was sort of having a skim back through thinking yeah. what sort oh, of yeah. highlights have been. That was crazy. Uh, Keith was a, a shot out of the blue. I, I talked about this random game I remembered reading about in a magazine 10 years ago. And blessing the guy emailed us and said, hey, that's my game. It's cool that you're talking about it. Yeah. Um, if you ever want me to come on, hopefully we're going to be sort of doing a re-release at some point uh, on Switch. I'd love to do that. And the guy was so generous with his time, so generous with his experience, had a crazy wealth of experience. This guy's like worked on oh God, yeah. all kinds of games spanning like two mm-hmm. decades or more. Um and yeah, it was just wonderful to talk to. And again, felt like he really got it the moment he came on. It was like an extension of what mm. we did. I think he was supposed to come on for 15 minutes. He ended up staying for like an hour. So yeah, we talked for ages. That. Like he was yep. just, he was into it. He was like, let's just go. <laughs> like, um, cause I think even he, cause you know, you come into an experience like this and you never know what it's going to be like. Right. But then he was like, he's like, oh, we're just chatting. All right. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it's like, we don't have an agenda here. Like we're not selling shit. You don't have to sell shit. Like we're just talking. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's like that kind of fun. Cause I think too, and I mean, the reality is, you know, press junkets and whatnot. If, if you're a big organization or whatnot, you, you have to like, there's just shit you got to do, right? Like, and there's just information yeah. that has to get out there. And like the developers have to hit talking points because they've done research. And if you don't hit these talking points, then you don't, you know, like there, there's, there's stuff on the line, but we got nothing on the line here, you know, like we're just, 
We're having a good time. <laughs> Just talking games. See for yourself. I've got a Patreon coming next year. Oh, there you go. <laughs> just for just for Rick's portion of the podcast, though. <laughs> Listen, Daddy needs an OLED switch, and Paula's not buying it. Clearly, so. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I was thinking too. Look, I'm I'm really proud of all the guests we were able to get on, and I, you know, I feel bad that we haven't been able to do that as much lately. But like, I think what's what's happened is that we did this initial rush, and I th- I think also we were just we weren't quite as busy in that time frame. Like, I know personally. Yeah, I was still in the like everything was at home, like everything was online. But even just starting this year, you know, things have been back in person and it's just kind of like the real world's hitting again and it's been tough to organize stuff cuz takes a it, fortunately it's it's pretty easy to, to get it going, but it does take a fair bit of time, right? Cuz it's just like a whole new like onboarding, but hopefully yes. to to hint at future, hopefully we can have more guests in the future cuz it, it is fun. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. Uh, we need to we need to actually talk after this episode because we've got some wheels to put in motion for that. That reminds me. Yeah, we do. And honestly, oh, right. yeah, yeah, wheels put in motion. And honestly, community, like, if people are interested in coming back on, you can you can send us a message. Like, we happily will bring you on. Like, honestly, like at this point, we're just kind of like the organizing's hard. So, like, if you want to come and be a guest, just just send us an email. <laughs> How long to be podcast? Guys, you don't understand. We'll take anyone <laughs> like we'll have you on this podcast like we will <laughs> it's just right now we just feel like oh god who do we ask and like where do we start so like if you really want to come back shoot us a message we'll we'll organize it <laughs> first come first oh, serve. actually yeah. i don't know well maybe actually honestly so if you're listening send us a send us a message or on discord just actually you know what no please send us an email because then we can keep it organized so that's my official thing. Please send an email. We're a professional outfit. You send us an email. That's how we do business. <laughs> what is that? Is tasty? Organize. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like the... I feel like often I'm the one like throwing the wrench into things. <laughs> I think we've all thrown wrenches into this at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, like... yeah. Like, what one meme I have? I should have really like saved that stupid meme. Um, it was like this screenshot from Bustafels that said like as as prophesized, as predicted, or as expected, Adam is late and I changed the Adam for Rick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rick's been pretty good, but yeah, there's been a few times where we're like Rick and I'm like Rick's asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah right, but we'll Rick is usually I've slept or... less times in the entirety of this fifty plus run season two. <laughs> than I did in season one, which ran for 17 episodes. I know, so, can we can we talk about progress here, please? You have yeah. made progress. That, You've been good. Life, You've been good. <laughs> life oh, is about I'm progress. Speaking... I just love that meme. Oh, dear. And speaking of spanners, there has been no bigger spanner than Otome or mm. Psychedelica of the Ashen. What the fuck? <laughs> We've done some I fun gotta say, I'm just so happy you two went through with it, even though like none of you were enjoying it. I was gonna say, I, I, I think I... I think you were the only one of the three of us that was happy at the end of that. And then the tragic thing is, we've got like Loki Stockholm syndrome because you started talking about another one you've imported. And I was like, if we do it this year, that could be a good one. <laughs> I've been researching. I'm like listening carefully to what she talks about in each episode to be like, would this one be okay? <laughs> Would I maybe like this one? <laughs> if I have to do it on my terms. It needs like, yeah, a bit of game. I have... 
like oh, pi- you know like like pu- like pixel puzzle makeout league it needs a bit of, <laughs> needs a bit of a game to it man <laughs> otherwise i go crazy <laughs> oh that's broken me <laughs> <laughs> i don't mean to drag the toys but you know i just oh uh, god Oh my God. <laughs> there you go you think that's alex's true opinion <laughs> uh my girlfriend laughed so hard while i was playing that game though like, she would just come over and like look at my vita and be like what is going on <laughs> i'm like i don't know <laughs> oh. i actually got my boyfriend to play with me that game oh yeah he actually enjoyed it like way more than you two did <laughs> um, how do you enjoy it yeah. Yeah. He he actually like, uh, he actually enjoyed it. Like near the end, I was like losing him because mm. something he called uh, bullshit for reference in like the other game. I was like, if it just stay like into like this one game instead of reference and shit, yeah. it would have like wrap up like a lot n- nicer. And if I remember correctly, the other game wasn't even in this series. Like it was another game by that publisher that was like tangentially related, and it's just like. Hey, you're playing in a tournament. You probably played the others, and it's like, yeah, well, I think no. it was called Psychedelica, oh, wasn't it? The know. other one. Yeah, it's was Psychedelica, it? the Asian hook, and uh, the Black Butterfly. Butterfly. But I thought Look that at was that. A I remember. Hang on, no, 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 no. That was a sequel, but we or that was a prequel. No, that was the one before. That's yeah. not related. Yeah, like Psychedelica of the Black Butterfly is kind of like uh, the first one in the series, and um, Psychedelica of the Asian hook. It's kind of like kind of takes place after Black Butterfly, but you don't really need like to uh, understand the story that's been told. Though you will enjoy it more because you know some of the notes to the original. But see, this this right here is indicative of this entire podcast. <laughs> Otome <laughs> somehow finds a way every time, <laughs> and it's like this podcast could also be just called Paula explaining to two dudes who don't get it. <laughs> that's like. I just want to say, like, I've been having a blast it's just being able to talk about Otome, even if, if you're two aren't, like, into Otome. Like, sometimes I'm like, maybe I could, I should probably, like, capture, like, these discussion no, because, like... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's funny because I only realize how insane some of these stories are because I am telling them, like, to you. To us, mm-hmm. yeah. You see, like, your expression shifting, and I'm like, hey, maybe... Maybe this is a bit too crazy, you know, you know? Listen, my world has expanded doing this podcast. <laughs> like, half of that is because of you talking about Atome games. But, like, I, I do think that's part of why I'm so glad that, like, I, I do think we're kind of unique in the sense that, like, we're a gaming podcast of which, I mean, we're Canada, the UK, and Chile. Like, none of us, most of the po- gaming podcasts I see are either, like, they're usually American-based, right, for the most part. So, like... I love that, like, I have never heard another gaming podcast talk about Otome ever. Like, I've just never heard it, you know? So, like, <laughs> we, we, we got a nice niche going on here. <laughs> and I feel like collectively we cover quite a few niches as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, your whole Game Boy, Game Boy Advance shtick mm-hmm. that sort of pops in and out from time to time. Again, it's not often that you hear a gaming podcast talking about, like, the virtues of money patches for Dragon Quest on the Game Boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty curious, just like the Messiah of the Vita. And, yeah, and let me tell you, there's not enough people talking about 13 Sentinels Iger Shrim. I don't hear any other yes. podcasts talking about that game. It's not we a thing know. that happens. Okay. I do so, think, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just been, it's been great. I'm hoping in the future that we can have more, it would be nice to have more game developers on. Like I, 
really liked that conversation. But it's it's hard because I don't know how much I want to seek it out because that kind of organically happened. And I think that's like, it's part of the joy of this podcast. Like some of the more organic moments have kind of been the best, you know? So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. that's one of those ones where it's like, I don't know. Anyway, any any other thoughts before I go on? Because we actually have a question for Uve. So we, we asked the community if they could send us some questions, but the reality is we asked way too late and we did not push this. <laughs> So Uve very kindly yep. sent us a me- sent us a message. Uh, but part, that was part it. of that was on us as well because Uve was Uve was more proactive than we were because I think I'd posted because it was my editing week. I was like, oh, we'll, we'll make an announcement tomorrow, and then I didn't make an announcement tomorrow, and then the day Four after. days after. Uve, yeah, yeah. Uve was like, well, so when's this announcement coming, guys? It's like, oh shit, we do need to make that. Which is also Oops. indicative of our of our podcast experience of of how we do this because you know it takes a lot more thought than you'd imagine, right? Like, <laughs> and we've got this tailored pretty good. Like, we have a great system going because we each edit, like, we rotate the editing of the podcast, which. Mm. I have to say is like, and like we've documented everything, right? Like we have the agendas for every single episode that we've done, which. Which you need to take full credit for, let's be clear. That's my, see, that's my program uh, directing sort of background, like where I've, you know, I've been a director for years. And the one thing that I realized is like, especially when it comes to making um, film or video or anything is like, you just, you just need a system classification of all this stuff, right. To just put it through. And it's, uh, it's helped us a lot. It just makes it easier, right? It's standardized. We know what we're doing every week. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like lesson planning. But anyway, Uda asked, are there any podcast sections that you considered but ended up dropping uh, just to get a glimpse at how the podcast could be in an alternate universe? And I don't... We have, we... No. <laughs> we haven't dropped, I think, any topics, but we have a bunch of topics like in the back burner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I really don't know if there's any... Thing that you know, actually, I don't think we originally intended to talk about beaten and retired every week. I think we had discussed, or no, playing. I think there was a time where we discussed potentially getting rid of playing and focusing more on our topics because playing was eating up so much of our time. Uh, and I think yep. we just gave into the beast because it's just more fun to talk about what we're playing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's the bread and butter of why we do it as well, anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically, sort the questions because we we just don't do we don't do enough of those yeah yeah oh yeah we were supposed to do like question bag episodes or something but then the reality i think we did one maybe at some point i think so yeah we did like three in a row when we we felt really guilty because we'd like answered none of them i think we did do one mailbag yeah and we were doing game acquisitions for a while that was a thing that we did Yes, we were. Right, we did that like monthly and then it just went away. Yeah, and I think the reason that went away is we ended up just talking about them eventually. So it's like it kind of became redundant because we would be like, here's what we got, but then the next week we're talking about the game we played. Although it could be fun to talk about those again someday. I don't know. I guess I so sort of threw it in today. Yeah. Maybe a quasi-answer. Um, if you want an idea of what this podcast maybe could have been, uh, mm-hmm. There are a couple of guys who used to be like more active on the forums. They did a podcast called Polykill. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was a similar thing. It was like backlog focused. But they spent a lot of time talking about like the retro games they'd purchase and mm-hmm. like where that backlog was managed um, and some of the more nuts and bolts side of things. So I suppose that's the closest sort of alternate timeline to what this mm-hmm. podcast is. Um, True, because... Not... Oh, yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the format of 
like I don't even remember how we came up with it. I think we just sort of shot it out where it's like the idea of the playing retired beaten made sense because it was on the tabs. But I guess there's really no reason that I guess backlog could have been one. We just never really brought it up. Yeah. I think the format that we have at the moment is very much a continuation of how season one ended. Um, yeah. Obviously, how long to beat the game is, is an addition. That's something, again, I think, I think that was your idea to be fair, Alex. Um, yeah. There's been other things like we've tweaked around collaborated on over the first bit and then, yeah, once we got it nailed down, we've more or less stuck to it with exceptions for, you know, guest podcasts, mm-hmm. um, things like the extravaganza that we did a mm-hmm. while back. Um, like other than one shot sort of situations, that that we sort of more or less settled yeah. on it and stuck with it. And I think that comes yeah. from oh sorry, Palette, you like one thing we we kind of like are like slowly dropping is like um doing conversations around like state of play or the director stuff like that. Mainly because of uh, we don't usually end up like playing most of those games like day one or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> we're not because very current. <laughs> we're not very current. Which I think is, and also, you know, we talked about this because, like, yeah, you're right, Paolo. We did do those a few times, but the, the reality is, like, there's just every podcast does it, right? They just talk about the current stuff. And it's like we realized, you know, I think what's hopefully appealing about this podcast is that who fucking knows what we're going to talk about every week, (laughs) you know, from week to week, randomly, we're playing these games like, you know, Pixel Puzzle Makeout League and Max Gentleman Sexy Business, like, you know, I mean, like, or New Atomic, like, you know what I mean? Like, and then, or, you know, we're playing a random Game Boy game or we're back into, you know, like, it's. Who knows what's going on? Or City Builder with Beavers. Yes, or Beavers. You know what, that's something I think we could do more of, like demo stuff. Because I think some of because mm. that's how you got onto Timberborn Power is playing the demo. Yeah, the boss stuff was actually a lot of fun. I discovered how... a lot of my favorite games with that. Yeah, I mean, that's how I discovered my freaking favorite game of the year Um, that I can't remember the name of. Oh my God. Hey. What is the one with the coloring chikori. with the paintbrush? Chicory, chicory, thank chikori. you. I knew it was with a C. Chicory. Oh, chicory. Yeah, I still need to play that. I got oh. it bought for me for my birthday two months ago. It's oh, like pride of place on my home screen. I just haven't started it yet. I nice. have to only start it when you want to start it. Because that's one of those games where I'm just like, I want you to go into that when you're ready. You know, don't rush it. Don't <laughs> say that because I'll never play it. It no, just won't happen. Yeah. Okay, go Rick, play it. Um, but yeah, like I Same. only discovered that through demos, right? Like it's yeah. There's a lot of games this year, and thankfully I discovered that because it bolstered my freaking uh, fantasy critically score quite a bit. So. Yeah. yeah it's how i yeah i i think we could stand to do more of that so if you want to see where we're going maybe watch that space as well yeah and honestly if people have ideas for us like we're happy to take ideas i think the one thing to recognize is just that like sometimes we see ideas and we love it and we want to get to it but we're a slow train because <laughs> of how yep. busy we are we get there eventually I, I remember there was a few ideas that came back a while back um that i think we want to act on but anyway we'll see uh, one final comment from uve was and favorites of the podcast i gotta admit i was a how long to beat tm the game registered trademark uh skeptic at first i don't know if it's an acquired taste or what but i'm now all for it yeah it's you know yep we had no idea if this was gonna work i thought it was a fun idea but i was frankly quite skeptical at first <laughs> like even myself like i introduced it and i was like are we ever going to be able to freaking guess the game times? You know, like I was like, I don't think we'll be able to. And then freaking Everdread made a legit fucking 
tab like a modifier for us to actually play it. And yeah. it's worth shouting out at this point as well that Everdread's been super supportive of the podcast. Like yeah. mm-hmm. the forums and the entity have been super supportive of us, uh, both financially in terms of organizing that thing just almost immediately. I think we did one run of the game. We had like a third party thing to randomize it. Yeah. Um, and he was like, shit, let me get that sorted officially for you. And there's like forever the legacy of the site is there is a hide user stats option that's going to make no sense to anybody except us and the people that listen to us yeah, yeah they're like why would you want to hide the the numbers and the stats you know why would you just want the game and it's like well because we don't want to see that yeah. i know and you then just it was get it man yeah it was so kind like our hosting um fees were paid up and that was just so so kind because you know we do this this is volunteer right like we're just here to have a good okay. time um so Until not we inevitably to... take over the IGN podcasting empire. Yeah, there you go. That's our <laughs> ultimate goal. <laughs> we'll take it over. Yeah, because there's been big moves and changes all even in this year. And I don't know, being accepted by How Long to Beat is just really nice. And I don't know. It's just like, yeah, are we the biggest podcast in the world? No, but like the community not that yet. we've got is not yet. There you go. But like, I don't even have ambitions because the community we have is just so nice. And like, everybody is so... I don't know. I love hearing from everyone. And, you know, I wish I had more time to like comment usually when people leave comments, but I guarantee you, we do read everything. <laughs> like you see us in the discord, yeah. we read it all. Um, yeah. And it's just like, even that one like bot account who commented on a couple of our YouTube videos telling us we were really sexy, which it's cool yes. that they know that. I don't know how they know that, but it's cool. that they know <laughs> They're that. listening in right now. Well, you know, like even this week, like everyone was posting their gamer motivation profiles and I had a great time reading through all those. I'm like, nice. There we go. Seeing how that's going um so yeah just a great community just a great time yeah favorite moments if we can pick maybe one each Mm. i know mine for instance is when we did that um that one off a little while back where we had to recommend each other games oh yeah i have to say neither of you have played oh no you did i did play that back you did (laughs) you've got you've got an et for the atari playthrough pending (laughs) I was looking I away. What's what about f- you guys? What's my favorite moment on the podcast? Um, like, I really don't know which would be my favorite moment. Like a lot of my favorite moments. So it happened like I want to say like of recording, like especially when we were playing like Thirteen Sentinels, <laughs> and I had especially a good time with that because I. I went like full conspiracy theory mode, like on the Discord channel. Yeah, with full on redacted comments because Alex hadn't got around to it yet. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. I felt like I was reading, um, like a government document, like the Kennedy like, files or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I really liked having Everdread on. Like, I thought that was really cool because it was just mm. to me that was just such a like. Yeah, and the Keith Webb thing too. That also was like, yeah. whoa. but yeah. like having them on it just felt very i don't know it was just it was so neat like it's like this little thing we've done and you're like oh look here we go like this like air of legitimacy i guess to it and like you know like and recognition of like the work that he's put in and like all this it was just kind of 
Yeah, I don't know. I like that a lot. But I've also, in general, like my favorite moments to genuinely the fever dream of talking about 13 Sentinels in that hell week of the fire to me is (laughs) one of the funniest things that has we have ever done on this podcast. And like, because like, I just when I think back at that, I'm like, that is hilarious. Like it was the birth of the mini of the new game plus basically. And like, yeah, yeah was also just like the funniest thing. Cause I'm just like, I was going nuts. Like I was basically insane that week from the heat. And then we're trying to talk about this game and like, <laughs> I still laugh thinking about it. It's like with Otome, like, Oh God. And maybe that's my favorite. Oh, sorry. I have like 300 favorites here, Rick, but it's like basically yep. just like the general, like the general rapport that we've all struck through this, I think has been like, yeah, it's become one of my favorite things. Cause I'm just like, Aww. I know, yeah, you know what I mean? But you know, like, I know at any moment, like, I'm like, I don't know. We know how to get each other now, too, like, really well, I think, which yep. is very fun. Yeah. Like, we know the the our, our triggers very, very easily, um, <laughs> which is just a good time. I like, even today. Oh, yeah. Scooby-Doo song you wrote for Rick. that's pretty good (laughs) i wasn't even you know what it was so funny at first i was like oh where's rick he's missing it and then i was like oh no this is great i was like he better not come back until i finish this fucking song (laughs) Uh, well even today like i at this point we're like very synchronized on things like rick you're talking about like a video that i posted and i was like "Mm, tim rogers right like i know i'm like i know what you're about to do like it's like i mean that six hours was a dead giveaway it was a good giveaway uh yeah (laughs) um yeah i don't know it's good it's just good shit so anyway that that's our love fest on uh our good times you know we started a podcast but the real podcast was the friends we made along the way. Yeah, which I actually knew you works. Were going there. Yeah. I knew you were going there. It works every time. Sorry, sixty percent of the time. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, that's it. Uh, let us know what is what are your favorite memories of the How Long to Beat podcast. Tell us if you have any. Have you not caught up yet? Because I know a lot of you are still going through it, and that's fine. Um, hey, everyone, you're getting caught up on. They've all got a like button that needs hitting. So true. So true. Or just, just download a bunch books. on your uh, podcast app. We're, we're over three thousand listens at this point, so that's and not Which not including sound like YouTube. A lot, but it is a lot. That's a lot, and that's again, that's not including YouTube. Um, and when you think about the fact that we have like what, there's probably sixty ish um, episodes of this podcast. You know, that's we're at least hitting over fifty average for listeners, which that's not bad. That's that's real human beings yeah. listening to a podcast. <laughs> it still blows my mind how, uh, like, in average, fifty people each week listens to at least one of the episodes. Like each and every week, I'm like, mind blown. Yeah. And again, realistically, double it because that's like not including the audio only. Yeah, well, that because that, that, sorry, that was just the audio only. That's just the podcast. Um, that's not including, not including our YouTube, YouTube views. Other. Yeah, so I you're think right. YouTube yeah. videos get slightly more views as well. So you're probably talking between 100 and 100. Yeah, I don't know, but I think the YouTube. I think the difference is that the podcast ones are like listen throughs um, that I've tracked, but then the YouTube ones sometimes are partials. It just depends. Then again, let's be fair. Podcasts are partial in general, right? Some of us listen to the whole thing, but. A lot of podcasts kind of skip around. Anyway, anyway whatever. <laughs> uh, basically, thank you, everybody who listens. We love that you're listening. And we love hearing Amen. from you. So, time Amen. for... 
Actually, that's one more thing. Thanks, Dune, for all our freaking music. Ian and Edward. Matthew for all the graphics. Um, yeah. 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 Like, I've been like, um, I know I've changed a little bit, like, what Matthew gave us, but the, the template Matthew gave us is is so good. Like, I, I, I can't, like, in good conscience, like, change, like, the general layout or anything because it's, it is so good. And I mean, that was his whole point, right? Like, he gave it to us as a template so that we could, like, kind of customize it as we want. And that's worked very nice. And the new logo he made, too, was so great. It's like, uh, mm. like that, that again, this is what I like about it. It is a community podcast, right? Like we're all just volunteering. We're just doing our thing, making it look nice. Um, so it's great. So anyway, how long to beat the game? Paula, what are we playing? Oh. You're editing this week. I totally forgot it was my turn. <laughs> yeah. It's big time. <laughs> well, you're editing, so you're good. <laughs> yeah. While you're finding it, a little bit of inside baseball for the community. Um, mm. When we started HLTV, TG, we did not have a little theme, soon, theme song. Uh, mm. June very kindly through a little sting together for us. Uh, and now, when we've got to edit that little sting in, uh, to give us ourselves an appropriate gap in which to do that, uh, all three of us like bob our heads along to the theme tune, even though the theme tune's not playing. Because yeah. it's in my brain. Like, I can sing that, no problem. Do, 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 ding. Like, it's, it, it's, it's a great jingle. <laughs> can we actually talk about like, how we, we have like the Fantasy Created, Le- Fantasy Created Leaks that segment once in a month too oh yeah like everyone mm. takes part of the abatage's voice every time i remember yep. the first time i heard that i was like fuck off like <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so <laughs> smooth i was like god damn um yeah shit oh, you're that's, that's... stuck with a squeaky voice and it's worth <laughs> highlighting that we've got paula last year's winner alex mm-hmm. this year's presumptive winner and uh myself next year's hopeful winner Hopefully, yeah. It's still, it's still close. I'm still looking at Everdread like there's a potential there, but it, it's starting to look much better for me. Um, 22 is going to be crazy. The amount of good games that yeah. played. It's Yikes. pretty nuts. Like it's a stacked year. I this year, if I do win, feels a little nice because like if there was ever a year I could win, <laughs> this is it. You know, like it's just there weren't a lot of heavy hitters. You know, like it, just having decent games on your roster really was enough for this year and across the board there's been lots of great games this year like it won't go down as a vintage year but there's been some excellent releases yeah yeah it's been a lot of hey. workhorse ones okay yeah what are we what are you saying about it's all yeah. over uh i lost well, ah, Call of duty black ops 4 black ops 4 okay oh yeah. shit okay. rick's gonna decimate us i have no idea <laughs> I haven't played Black Ops. I haven't played any of the oh. Black Opses. Oh, no. okay. I got into COD late. Like we do all this joking, but my my oh. like proper start with COD was Warzone in March of last year when the pandemic. Oh, okay. Hit. Okay. So this is what I was saying. That gamer profile that had me all wrong because it was trying to sell my data to Activision Blizzard. <laughs> so wait. So Call of Duty Black Ops no Four. That's the one we're doing. I think yep. it might be worth re-rolling though because I'm certain that one's multiplayer only. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it? Uh, 100%. Uh, it was controversial at the time. Oh. Uh, Mario and Luigi, Partners in Time. Oh, Ooh. okay. That's a great game. <laughs> a game I'm about to play, so I actually think I do know the times. Yeah, I... I have no fucking idea. Have I played Mario and Luigi, Partners in Time? I know I played um, I played Superstar Saga. That's the one that I played. I don't think I've played Partners yeah. in Time. I've played it. the 3DS remake of Superstar Saga, but I own Partners in Time. I own Bowser's Inside Story, the DS original. I have the 3DS Bowser's Inside Story. I have that one, I think. 
And I also have Dream Team Bros and Paper Jam Bros. So I have all of them. I just need to slowly get through them. But Partners in Time is one like on the docket. Yeah, I don't know. I these are I, I remember them being big games. I just don't really know how big they are. Watch me be completely off base now, but I'm certain I looked at the page the other day. I actually think I know the times. I shouldn't tell you this because you're just going to copy me. Or maybe you're just yeah. bluffing and that's lose because if you're I'm not bluffing, I'll have points. to change them in a minute anyway, so you'll find yeah. out. Uh, Whatever. Do what you want. I don't control you. Uh, no, I'm going yeah. to try. I don't know. I think... Because is this, this the one that came out after Superstar Saga? It is, and it was the first one to release on the DS. It's the one where you have like the um, the baby bros. They're on like right. the four face buttons. Little little insight into my weird psyche. When I was like, oh yeah, I don't control you. My brain went to uh, the hit series Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law and the character Mantok, the mind taker. Woo! <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with um, 19 hours. Uh, I'll go main plus, let's say 23 hours. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, and let's do 100%. Uh, I'm just going to go a little higher than you, 29 hours. Maybe I'll do 22 hours. I don't, man, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, actually, I think it's going to be like 17 and a half hours. Oh, that's a bad move, Pala. For 100%. Oh, I am on oh, the Oh, that's spot. a bad move, Pala. Oh, she's meant that I for main. Oh, okay. Main. That's a better move, Pala. <laughs> <laughs> um, I somehow feel this is gonna be a twenty-ish for my plus, twenty and a half maybe. I don't know, like how much extra content these games have. I have no fucking idea. That's the way this, this game works. This was kind of like the times for um Superstar Saga. I think, like, I remember it being when I beat it. I remember it being around a twenty-hour something game. And if it's the sequel, or not the sequel, but you know what I mean, like the next. I, I can't imagine that the times are too far apart. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I've been wrong many times on this game. <laughs> I feel like Superstar Saga gonna... is perfect length as well. Like about twenty yeah. hours for that kind of RPG. Any more, yeah. really, it's just bad. Yeah. yeah All right. I'm gonna say. Oh, maybe a little bit more. Okay, twenty-two hours and a half for main plus. Uh. 17 and a half for main and 100% 30 hours. Okay. And just for completion's sake, I've got main 17, main plus 19, 128 and a half. Uh, Alex has got main 19, main plus 22, and 129. What Tell has us. HLTB.com got for us, Paula? Okie dokie. So for main story, 18 hours. Okay. Main plus extras, 19 and a half hours. Pop, pop. I'm already nervous because Completionist is, is like in purple, so not many people 100% this game. It is 29 hours. Hey! Yeah, I was hey! almost spot on. Nice. Hey. I was spot on for one of them. <laughs> well, that, it looks that's like... That's five points for everybody. Yeah, yep. a, good old, a good old five. So really nothing changed this week. Uh, Rick and I are still tied at 110 points. Paolo's at 95. Um uh, and Paula's bank balance is minus 600 pounds or her regional equivalent. <laughs> Maybe we should make a trophy to see who, like, what Abitage does, whoever gets it at the end of this year. <laughs> but can I play Metroid Dread on that trophy? No, I can't. It's true. I'll be playing Metroid Dread next week, so. Thanks, mate. Tune in. <laughs> I'll play it on my 4K OLED. Fuck our little oh. switch. <laughs> All right. Toodaloo, everybody. <laughs> 
Bye. Bye.